I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Momfidence. This is certainly a time of year where we need a little bit more confidence as moms, isn't it? As we begin to move into these coming months of holidays and holy days, it can shake us. It can, it can overwhelm us because as moms, we absolutely carry most of the weight, the emotional weight and the physical work weight of putting the holidays together. Everything from scheduling everything to buying everything, the food, the gifts, the outfits that one needs if you're buying new outfits to take your children to church in for Christmas or for the photographs that you take the preparing of it all, the wrapping of it all, the negotiating with other family members far and wide. Oh my goodness, can it shake our confidence and exhaust us? It can really exhaust us. So I want to take a moment today with you and talk about how you might be able to have a more peaceful, warm, enjoyable holiday season. And I choose those words because having that more peaceful, warm, enjoyable holiday season isn't just about taking some of the stress off of us as moms. It is also something that you're giving to your family as a long-term gift. One of the things that I think anyone who's joining me here on Momfidence has in mind as a long-term goal for your family is that you want to remain close and connected with them as they grow up, as they move on to adulthood, and you also want to pass on your faith to your children and have them pass it on to the next generation. And All of the evidence is coming in that says it's the warmth in our homes and how that is informed by our faith that keeps families close and connected and makes our faith something that our children want to own in adulthood and pass on to their own children, your grandchildren. So how do we have a faith that is based in the warmth of our home. Now, we all come at this from different levels, different standards. Some of us have pretty strong families and family rituals and family routines already, and others of us really struggle with that for a myriad of reasons, and that's fine. The good news is we can create that in our family lives on purpose, with intention. It doesn't have to be something that we just happen to do naturally, or that we do because we were raised in a family 
that had that kind of warmth and connection. And so we automatically just do those things as part of our nature because it's how we were raised and we're passing it on. And a note is you've got all different people in your family than the one you grew up in. It's a different configuration of people. So we have to take into account what's working for those people, not just think that whatever our parents did that worked for us will work for them. So it's about being intentional and doing these things on purpose. And the good news is if we do those things that I'm about to discuss, the chances are our holiday for ourselves as moms will be more pleasant. And yeah, maybe even a little bit easier because we're going to be building some things in that will nurture ourselves as well. So let's discuss this today. And this is for the entire holiday season. And I know there are some of you here who are saying, Lisa, don't talk about this. You know, we haven't even entered into Advent yet and we won't celebrate Christmas till Christmas. God bless you. Wonderful. If that's going to work for your family, you still need to have some direction and some skills and some planning. No matter how you celebrate Thanksgiving, Advent, Christmas, everything we talk about here today will help with that. You decide where you want it on your calendar and how it will work for you and your family. We need a plan as we go into the holiday season. And for those of you who were joining us as part of the Catholic HOM, the Catholic Households on Mission community, you are already familiar with the rite of family rituals, which is working, talking, playing, and praying together. If you're joining from a different podcast app, you do not know what that is, feel free to check out the Catholic HOM community if you are Catholic and would like to have a community around you that helps you have a way to really build your family life and help your family grow closer to God. That's what we're there for. But one of the things that we talk about on Catholic HOM is the need for what we call the rite of family rituals. Often we just move through life as a family, jumping from the next scheduled thing at school or at work or at church to the next thing, putting out emotional fires in our children, those sibling arguments, those things that get on each other's nerves. And we don't plan in a way to help our family not only function well, but also grow closer to each other in love and closer to God as individuals and together as a family. And the rights that we talk about on Catholic HOM help us to do that. But the right of family rituals, making some time, a little bit of time every single day to do something in those four categories, working, playing, talking, and praying together, and giving that a little bit more time at least once a week so that you have significant chunks of being able to do this together. It enables us to be of the same mind, have the same mission together as a family, and plan out ways to do that that work for all the members of the family. That's going to be very important to lean into as we go 
into the holiday season. And one of the reasons it's important is because most of us, if we don't think about family the whole rest of the year, suddenly the holiday season comes and we see the movies, we see the Christmas cards, we hear the songs on the radio, and we begin to want that close, connected family. The good news is, is that if you're listening today and you haven't been intentional about creating a warm, connected family that can gather and share faith and share love and share warmth and connection, if you haven't really been intentional about that before, this is a great way to start because many of us find ourselves very distraught on Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, come January 3rd, and we look back at the holidays and we see that it didn't just happen. In fact, it was anything but those things. And we really get very concerned and very disappointed. And I can say on our radio show, More to Life, on Sirius XM 130, we get these calls every January where families are disconnected all year long. And then come January, people, especially women, will look back over the holiday and just see the fighting that took place, the disagreements that took place, the disconnection that took place. And they're so disheartened. So this particular podcast is my offering to you to help you get ahead of that so you're not feeling that, or at least you're not as likely to be feeling that come the first of the year. So let's talk about three steps that can help you begin to set the groundwork for a more peaceful, warm, connected holiday season. The first one is that I'm going to encourage you to root your family in gratitude. How do we do that? You don't say, you should be grateful for that. (laughs) You should be grateful for all the work I'm doing. Don't you know what I'm going through trying to put this holiday together for you? No, that is not what I mean at all. But as we find ourselves here in November, the, if you're listening, when this was first, is first coming out, it is November now, the month of Thanksgiving. And often we as moms need a way to introduce something new, especially if it's something that the whole family is going to do together and will draw us closer together. We feel a little awkward sometimes inviting the family to do that. But because we've got this holiday about giving thanks, about being grateful, we can do that with our children and our spouses. We can say, hey, we're going to start now and throughout the holiday season, really taking time to think of and acknowledge what we're grateful for in any given day. And so I strongly suggest that if there is a time, or better yet, that you make a time, it does not have to be the same time every day, that you make a time daily to be with your family, whether that's over the meal that you share during the day. For some of us, that's breakfast. For some of us, that's dinner. If you don't have a time when you're all together for a whole meal, because everyone's so busy, perhaps it can just be over 
hot cocoa before you go to bed. It can be your daily prayer time, but you're going to make a time every day whenever that can work for you. And that may mean asking the night before, hey, when can we all have time together as a family to go through what we're grateful for and just get some time as a family? And you all make a plan for that. Better yet, you're doing that before the week starts. So I always suggest going through the schedule for the week coming up on a Friday or on a Sunday afternoon or whenever over the course of the weekend where you don't feel rushed and pressured and you can get out everyone's schedule together and come up with 10 minutes, 15 minutes to just sit as a family and spend some time together. And just go around the group during that time and have everyone talk about what they were grateful for in that day. Now, if you really, you know, if you've missed a few days in a row, that's fine. Go back over what you were grateful for in the last few days, whatever that is. But take that time to really say, hey, I'm so grateful that everybody made it home safely tonight. I'm so grateful that I... I managed to get through that test that I had. I'm so grateful for the food I was able to buy today. I'm so grateful that, you know, I got that promotion. I'm so grateful that we're all feeling healthier right now, whatever those things are. And they can be little or they can be big. But go around the group and name those things aloud and have one of you write it down in a journal. It can be doesn't have to be a big fancy journal. It can be an extra notebook that was lying around the house. But you want to write this down as a written record. Because one, it concretizes it. It's not just people saying words. It's, it's a family log of what you're grateful for. The other thing that's lovely is it allows you during the hard times to go back and see that there were things that you were really grateful for that God really blessed you with. Which leads me to my next point in this idea of sharing gratitude together as a family. You want to make sure that at the end of writing these things down that you're grateful for, that you take a moment and you just say a prayer. If, if you've never prayed together as a family before, this is a great start where you just, you as mom, can start this process and just say, Lord, for everything we wrote down in this journal, for all the things that we've talked about that we're grateful for, and for so many other things that we haven't been naming here tonight, that we didn't name here tonight, we are so grateful to you, Lord, for your goodness. That, that took less than 30 seconds to say, but suddenly your whole family just is together realizing that you've been blessed with good things, even during hard times, there's always something to be grateful for and that you're acknowledging the giver of those good things. You're not worshiping the good thing. You're not patting yourselves on the back for all the things that you made happen. You're realizing that anything good came from God and you're sharing that together, which is such a beautiful way to be able to ground ourselves in our faith. You know, we, we see that in, in 1 James 17, where he talks about every good gift comes down from the Father. So we're acknowledging those good gifts. Even if we had a huge part in doing that, our hard work 
helped to make it happen. But we thank God that we were able to cooperate with that, that he gave us the skills to do that, that he put us in the circumstances to have that success. And sometimes they're the miracles that happen that we had nothing to do with and really allow us to see that God was actively working in our lives. So that's step one is root yourselves in gratitude because that will immediately begin to draw you closer together and closer to God. And it leaves you with that feeling of goodness and rightness as you move away from each other to to do what you need to do next. The second thing that I'm going to really encourage you to do is to plan warm, connected moments over the next weeks of the holiday season. Now, I've talked before about planning play. The interesting thing about the holidays is that comes a little bit more easily. You know, there are lots of parties or activities or bright lights or those things that are going on. And it's, it's sometimes easier to find play. And I do encourage having play together as a family. But I'm putting the emphasis on warmth here because we might actually get really exhausted by how many opportunities for play there is to do. You know, there are the the shows that are actually going on at school or in your town of, you know, a Christmas carol or it's a wonderful life or all of those kinds of things. There are those school events, there are parties being thrown, there's cookie exchanges, and you may or may not have that as part of your community. But we can get really burnt out by some of that. So we need to know which things will work for us. And we need to prioritize before those other events, what is going to create warmth in our family life and help us feel connected and calm and savor our time together and the holiday season. So our next part of the work, play, talk, pray ritual is having a conversation and going around the family and saying, what makes you feel calm and relaxed and connected as a family? Or what things would you like to try that when you see it in a movie or a TV show, you kind of think, oh, I wish we could do that. And there's a myriad of things. It could be dimming the lights and just having the Christmas tree lights on or the candles lit or the fireplace going if you have one and just you know, drinking warm drinks and spending time together. It can be playing games together. It can be making cookies together if everybody's in that space together. But everybody is going to have a very different idea of what helps them feel calm and good. You as mom may say, no, making cookies together is great for the end result, but it exhausts me and it leaves the kitchen a mess. And if we're going to do this, if the kids feel connected and warm by that, then we have to come up with a plan of how we're going to clean this all up together, how we're going to get along together, who's going to do what. So you're building a plan into creating that warmth. But you as mom should really start because you're the one who's going to be most depleted by the holidays because you carry most of the load. So what's going to make you feel warm and cozy and connected to your people? Write those things down. Maybe even before you have the family meeting of you really need time in a darkened room, just connecting together, maybe 
doing a read aloud book for the whole family where everybody's paying attention to that and they're off their devices and you're sharing something. Maybe it's playing that game. Maybe it's bundling everybody up and sitting by your fire pit outside and looking at the stars on a cold winter's night. You write down what works for you and then ask everybody else and then see where those things overlap. See which ones are the number one or two priorities for each of those people and plan those in. Even down to, if you can, give it a date and a time. You know, on Friday night, this is what we're going to do on the following Saturday of the next week, we're going to do this, those things that keep you feeling warm and connected. And then when you've had that time again, bringing it back to God, thanking God for that moment of peace during a very busy season and that you can feel connected and you can feel his love when you have that time. It's also okay to look at those lists and say, part of what we need is Time for each of us to have a little solitude, a little time of peace, time where we can all go off and do some art or read a book or soak in a tub or do those things that allow us to get a little bit filled up ourselves. You know, even I I just need time to go off and be at church with God, whatever those things are that work for you. But unless you're writing them down, having those conversations Even if you're all trying really hard to please each other, if you don't know what it is that's going to work, chances are you're going to be stepping on each other's toes and it's not going to work. And a lot of good intentions are going to end up actually in arguments. So having these conversations about what things that we do make us feel cozy and warm and connected. And they don't all have to be quiet. You know, it can be in our family, one of the big things is going and and cutting down our own Christmas tree, which is far from quiet, especially when my husband takes out the chainsaw. Um, But it's fun. And, you know, we get to we get to take a hayride out to where the trees are and pick the trees and then, you know, get, get hot cider afterwards. And we just really enjoy that. But it's not just sitting around in front of a fire. It's doing something together. And that's going to be different for every person and every family. But what you're doing is saying in your mom brain, the warmth in our home will help our children hold on to the faith for their lifetime. It will help me as a mom hold on to my faith and celebrate my faith as a mom who's even when I'm busy and tired. Letting the faith be the source of the warmth that you share in your family life is something that bears fruit for a lifetime and yeah, actually into eternity. It helps get us there. The third thing I'm going to suggest is as we talk about working, talking, playing, and praying together is scheduling the work. There is a lot of work around producing a holiday season for other people. Another family meeting time, and we have a whole document on family meeting time on Catholic HOM that's worked really, really well for a lot of our members and shows us how to have a successful, productive family meeting. But even if you don't download that, it's that getting together and making a plan 
with your planners and paper and pen in hand. And it helps to do this, you know, old fashioned writing it down style. But if you have a document that you can just share with everybody's device, if everybody's at that age group, that can be done too. But talk about what of this work that goes into creating everything that happens, the meals, the whole experience, the getting everybody to church, all of those things, what can be done together so that mom's not having to do it all by herself and not having any fun doing it? Can you all be going shopping together for the gifts for the rest of the family? Can you be sitting together if you're blessed enough to pick out new holiday outfits? Can you sit together, at, you know, on your keyboard and say, hey, these, this is what I like. This is what I like and order those things together. Can you sit down and write the plan for what you are getting for Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner and all those extra family meals that come in there? Writing down what everybody's favorites really are. And then write, make lists together of what ingredients go into those dishes and plan it together. So everybody's helping mom think this through and come up with a plan. Can you plan a, a day where you're kind of zhuzhing up the house together because people are coming over or you need to clear out that dining room that you've been using as a storage room to have everybody around the table Whatever those extra things that don't happen on a daily and weekly basis that you need to have happen for the holiday, what can you do together? Certainly decorating our Christmas tree. Now, my grandparents were very serious about Advent, and the children did not help with the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree went up on Christmas Eve night after all the children went to bed. And they actually had friends come over and they all decorated, they snuck the Christmas tree in and the children would wake up Christmas morning. So everything's dependent on the traditions in your family. But what can you do together to ease mom's burden? And then the next step is what can each family member do to take a little bit off of your plate? You know, can your husband go and get some of those things that need to be bought, even if it's just all the wrapping paper and and tape. He's in charge of making sure you have enough of that. Is it that, you know, even the littlest ones, you know, if, if you've got extended family coming over and it's suddenly you're saying, oh, I'm actually going to dust the baseboards. You know, I never get around to that. I want that done for the holiday. First of all, I guarantee you nobody's really looking. But if that's something that you want to do, giving a microfiber cloth to a three-year-old and teaching them how to go around the room, it's a lot easier for them to get close to that baseboard than it is for you. So be creative. What can the other family members take off of your emotional load by helping sort all the dishes, find the linens, whatever that is? Make sure people are assigned things that they can actually do unsupervised. Schedule things like wrapping and toy building with you and your spouse or whatever adults are going to help you. You know, if your grandparents, the grandparents are volunteering to help out with some of that. You have a teenage niece or nephew that needs to make a few extra dollars for the holidays and they're saying, oh, no, no, I'll come over and I'll hide in the basement and I'll wrap all the toys so that mom, you know, mom and dad don't have to do it this year. Schedule it. Figure out who's doing it. And even if it's just you and your spouse or 
just you? Does your spouse need to take the kids out for an entire afternoon to go do something fun so that you can concentrate on that? Or vice versa, you get to go out and do something fun and they do all the wrapping. Make a plan with the adults who are going to be in charge of this and get it written on the schedule. Because if not, the chances that you will be crying at two o'clock in the morning hiding away somewhere, wrapping the last of the gifts for your kids who are all going to be up in two hours and tearing the paper off is just too heightened. It's too heightened. It's too, too possible that the wrapping will wait till the last minute because it's something that needs to be done without the receiver of the gift around. So get that on the schedule as well with with the adults that you're doing this with, if you're blessed enough to have those adults in your life. If you're doing this all alone, if you do not have a village behind you, you may want to put an ad in the church bulletin or something like that, that you will pay a teenager to come and wrap these gifts for you one afternoon. But do what you can to take some of the burden off of yourself and have it scheduled out. Because the more that you can have it scheduled, plan on doing things together, and plan on giving everybody their tasks ahead of time. So you're not just saying, I need somebody to set the table. Oh my goodness, where's this pot that I've been looking for? It will calm down the things that are going on around us and give us more of that peace, more of that warmth in our home because we're all working for the same goal together. And remember, our goal is not to just produce some fancy holiday meal. Our goal is to feel more connected to God and to each other. And it might even help to put up a sticky note that says, our goal is to remain connected to God and to each other, or create connection to God and to each other. Because it's very easy to lose sight of that during the holiday. And knowing that that is your goal will allow you to know what invitations you should accept, what activities you can and can't add to your list of things to do with a shared goal that's really going to bear fruit for you and for the whole family. We want to create connection to God and to each other in a way that allows us to feel warmth, and love and peace throughout the holiday season and throughout our whole lives together. And that is what I wish for you for the next few weeks and months, moms, that you would feel warmth and peace and connection with your God and with every member of your family. God bless you. Thanks for joining me today for this Monfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.